Hello and welcome new internet friends or welcome back if you're an OG to your internet friends podcast. I'm Isaac and I'm not an AI. I am a Afro-Brazilian immigrant artist, creator, and your internet friend and the host of this podcast. This is your internet friends podcast, a podcast where I talk to our internet friends about the cool stuff they're doing, but also explore the weirder sides of the internet with. Today, I'm joined with the radiant songstress and (laughs) Detroit-born legend, Nina Rowe. Hi, Nina. Hi, Isaac. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for- I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Um, I feel like this is not the first time that I've had someone that I work with because guess what? Like, spoiler alert, I like love the people that I work with and like my like artist internet friends. And I'm so interested in like what we do and how we got like started. Um, yes. And I'd love to hear kind of more about how you kind of have gotten into like music yourself and decided to take that like seriously as a second generation immigrant yourself with like immigrant parents i know that's not easy to decide and be like hey i'm gonna like be artistic now Um, yeah i'm actually i'm first gen so my parents okay yeah Yeah. my parents and my sister also they were all born in iran i was the only i was the only detroit born baby wow okay yeah. yeah so um what is i feel like what are your what are your parents like? What is their like <laughs> like field and how do they feel about you being in like music and also being like do they feel more comfortable now that like you do music writing and you kind of have like gone to school? Yeah, so my mom and my dad both come from very different like career backgrounds. My mother, she she wanted to go she I mean she might have been a film star, but my grandfather sort of like kind of blocked that wow. <laughs> that career path for because she you know in Iran my, my mom at the time that she was coming up like you could say probably in the late 60s or early 70s even um th- like they would do like tv shows but they'd be on the radio so mm. it would be like like a show just imagine like a show just minus the visuals and so like they'd have different people with like nice voices like come in and like do the voices of the characters and so my mom auditioned and like they wanted her but my grandfather was like no like you can't do that and so she could have been maybe a movie star I don't know or a voice because a lot of times in Iran like they would put fake voices over like the actresses I think they did that in the U.S. at one point too um, so my mom could have been the voice of, of actresses, but that did not happen. So the alternative path that I think she's equally is in love with was um, the medical field. So my mom was a nurse. Uh, she worked in the ER in Iran, and she actually was a nurse during, like, wars. And wow. so she, like, saw crazy, crazy stuff. And then my dad is a bit of, like, a history buff. And he, in, you know, pre-revolution Iran, would, like, sneak banned books um, and read them when he was like an 11 or 12 year old kid and he would read about like you know like socialism and he'd read about Marx and he'd read about you know all these things that were very much like forbidden in Iran especially because of like the imperialist hold that the U.S. and, and Britain had over Iran um, but then when my dad ended up coming to the U.S. like later in his life he kind of had to find a way to make ends meet because he came here with nothing and was like working three different jobs one of which was an ice cream truck driver 
Um, so he ended up going and getting his MBA and he went into accounting. So he worked for the city of Detroit for a long time. Um, but I think his, like what he would have wanted to do was be like a history professor or something, but because of sort of the not having generational wealth and not having sort of any sort of footing or foundation in the U S he kind of had to do what he had to do to be able to support himself and, you know, eventually support my mom and, and my sister and I. Definitely. I think um, about that, like a lot of like different luxuries that people don't realize that like we have that we're allowed to like do certain things or mm-hmm. have the like stability to go and pursue to do different things. A hundred percent. So like when I went to, you know, with me pursuing music, they, I, I, I was looking back, I, somebody DM me on Instagram not too long ago and they hadn't DM me since like 2016. And so when I opened the DM, I saw the 2016 DMs. And in those ones, he was like asking me, because I I would post like, you know, when I was in college, I'd post like covers of myself singing and whatever, but I wasn't really like releasing original music. I wanted to become a professor. I was going to get my PhD. Um, And so I, I saw in our messages, he asked me like, oh, like, do you make music? Like, do you do music? And I was like, yeah, but I'm like pretty scared to prefer, like to pursue it. Like it doesn't feel realistic, blah, blah, blah. And sort of just like reiterating all these things that like I was kind of like indoctrinated with as a child that like music isn't like a real career. <laughs> right, right. What do you think ma- like pushed you to take it seriously? I honestly feel like there was a lot of like, I'm a big believer in this idea of like divine confirmation. Like I think it's a very like the alchemist kind of way of looking at things, which is like when you, when you're walking in your purpose, like the universe conspires in your favor. Um, And so my path to pursuing music really did unfold in, in that sort of way where I, I took little steps and then everything around me just kind of began to unfold in that direction. So it sort of emboldened me to continue taking steps in that direction um and it was really miraculous things like you know I I needed a computer to be able to I didn't have a computer my computer broke and I needed a computer to be able to like use logic and these things Mm. and my sister's friend she hired me she was like can you be my like social media assistant and like I had no social media experience aside from just being young And I was like, okay. And she was like, oh, by the way, like I can send you a MacBook in the mail for free. And I was like, "Uh, okay. And so she just gave me a MacBook. And then I was like, all right, I have a MacBook now, but I need Logic. And one of my friends was like, I have a crack of Logic. And I was like, all right, I have Logic now, but I need a piano. And then somebody else was like, I have this upright piano. I need to store it somewhere. Can I store it in your apartment? I'm like, hell yeah, you can store it in my apartment. Like, and then all these crazy things just happened. Somebody else gave me a mic. Somebody else gave me a guitar, like just randomly. And I'm like, all right, now I literally have every tool that I need I don't have any reason to not make music wow yeah the universe literally took every excuse away from you they were like oh every, yes. you think you don't have access to the things you need yes. to do this like watch me present those things to you it was crazy yeah the way that all happened was really That's nuts beautiful. and I was in Southern California at the time and like I started connecting with like pretty like legit producers and people in LA and yeah it was crazy it, all that stuff happened and I think like that gave me the sort of juice that I needed to push me through the first couple of years. Definitely. So now you're getting ready to release a new single. Can you tell us about that and kind of how you began working on it? Like what inspired you to start 
I know you took like a little bit of like a break from music. What inspired you to get back in and like to work with the people that you worked with? Was it again like divine? Um, I mean, you know, so we wrote Trust, um, the new single back in like September, I want to say September, maybe even early October, but it was, I think it was September. It was, it was back then. But that was before I took this like few month hiatus. Um, so yeah, we, we recorded Trust back then and it was me, Thibaut, um, my producer, and then Gabe, who's also a fellow artist, um, an instrumentalist. And Gabe and I like had never really done a song to- together in the sense of like both of us singing on one single song. Like, he's helped me, like, work on other songs in the past, but he's never actually, like, given a verse. But with this one, like, it just felt right. And we're like, okay, write a verse. And it just, it, it was so organic. And, like, it was such a vibe. Like, the song was, like, so summery. Like, it just had this, like, flavor to it. This, like, it was sexy. It was it was cool. Like, and what the thing was that we didn't, like, we had a chorus melody, but we didn't have, like, a set chorus yet. So we're like, we need to figure that out. And then you know, for those few months that I wasn't really doing anything, I had one single session between like October, November, December, like even into January, I literally had one session. And that one session, we wrote the chorus for Trust. And that was like literally the only thing that we essentially did. And we recorded, we ended up re-recording the vocals of the verse and everything on this really, really fucking nice, expensive mic. And then after that we were just like okay i mean at this point we might as well just like finish this and release it and so we kept working on it and then caleb another producer friend of mine he got on it and did some really transformative cool shit on it and then you know it unfolded but then with the with the video i in my mind like the day i got home from the studio and i got home and i listened to the song because whenever i come back from the studio i'll listen to the songs that we recorded in the car and then when i get home I was like listening to it and I could already picture the music video in my head. And I was like, I want us to do something that's like channeling Desperado, this this movie with Salma Hayek and Antonio Banderas that I really love. And I think it visually is, is insane. Um, and, and so that kind of took form in my brain. And so for me, it's like with singles, either I can totally see the music video or I have no clue what it's going to look like. So with this one, I was like, yeah, I know exactly what this is going to look like it's it's such a good song and it's such a summer song and everybody's trying to be outside this summer like i'm in new york city and so like you know we're ready so this song to me is like a total like song of the summer it is i'm not gonna lie like this is like not a lie i was just like driving (laughs) one day and i started singing it and i thought it was a song that was already out and and that's how i knew i'm like this is a good song like i was already trying to like like listen to it and I'm like what I'm like oh, I'm like what song is this I'm like it's Nina's song oh my god <laughs> I'm like trying to I find it it's um, so that, good yeah that made me really happy it made me feel like okay this is like a good song because it's like oh in, my god it's yeah. in my head that's um, how you know when it gets stuck in people's heads and they're texting and they're like oh my god I hate you your song's stuck in my head I'm like yes I'm that's like good, the best thing to good. Hear. yeah keep hating me <laughs> <laughs> your hate the haters fuel us it's what they don't literally know. the haters literally keep our ha- our hair so voluminous so voluminous yes if, i love that if you don't know what nina looks like guys she has beautiful voluminous curly hair oh my gosh look who's talking the person with the even more beautiful even more voluminous curly it, hair it, it takes one to know one <laughs> you're right it does <laughs> 
yes okay um speaking of like this project or like this like single is it leading up to a bigger drop can you reveal that can we yeah so i i'm trying to like I, I I sometimes like shy away from like giving dates because I'm like you never know like what True. will happen maybe you know but I definitely have another single or two coming this summer and then in the fall it's about to be EP season so Ooh. there will be a project um, long awaited long anticipated coming in the fall um, we already have like a track list going and but I also have some really awesome sessions like coming up this summer so who knows you know what what we'll make and, and the changes that will be made because i i interviewed um this producer d mile and he basically like said one of the greatest pieces of advice he got from dark child was that it's not done until it's out <laughs> and that's so true so i think like i'm always in a state of like this could change you know like we still have time and this could change so that's kind of where I'm at with with the music that's coming, but the the singles are pretty set in stone and and they're they're hot. I'm really excited. Yay! Okay, so let's look out, guys, for trust definitely coming out soon yes. this upcoming week. But it's very exciting to hear, and definitely that's great advice. And in like kind of like echoing that, and like similarly, um, definitely like I especially think of like artists like. Kanye and um, Frank Ocean who are like so like known to change something last minute and <laughs> yeah. like it sh- like any all those like little like touches completely like changes exactly like how people are going to perceive yeah. it um, but it's like if that like you're the artist you know you know when it's ready and I feel like it exactly. comes it, it's a bit of like trusting the that process and trusting your intuition and knowing that like when you know it's like ready or when you want to like put it out like that's yeah. when it's gonna go out yeah um, oh my gosh do you hear this like I, drill in the background uh, yeah is it a drone i was like what is that it's a drill it's this oh. is it's some some new york city shit where it's like there's like six million sound effects coming from outside the window so i really organic sounds guys <laughs> <laughs> organic a, a, organic new york ASMR. asmr yeah literally or, okay wait speaking of new york can you explain what you're doing in new york what and how you're getting by there yeah so i am i got a job in new york so i'm, I'm writing for a billboard right now um and so that's been quite the adventure and part of that adventure was relocating to new york city um so i'm here and and i'm loving it i i lived here briefly a few years ago so i kind of got a little taste but this is definitely way more like permanent since i was just here for an internship last time but but yeah i i love it i i love new york so much i'm not really like i like the west coast to visit but this is definitely more my type of environment to live Mm, definitely what do you think is it like the fast the more like fast pacedness and like things are slightly closer together where LA is kind of like more laid back and everything's like super far apart so it's definitely partially uh like the fact that New York is far more walkable Mm. um and the public transportation is far more efficient but it's also because when it comes to the U.S., I don't, I don't, I'm not saying this in terms of other countries, just within the U.S., I have a, this theory about, like, people who grow up in places that get cold versus people who don't have to experience that. Ooh, what's your theory? <laughs> so, I feel us. like, 
I feel like us cold weather people have a little more, U.S. cold weather people have a little more, like, grit and, like, realness. And we're, mm. like, a little tougher because we have to brave the winters than people who grow up in warm places. That's just, like, my, my overarching, like, theory. So I think that's part of the reason why I prefer, like, the New York mentality because it reminds me of Detroit um whereas I feel like out west it's like because I lived out west for a little bit and like Mm -hmm. you really do just sort of start to take the weather for granted whereas like we're in places where you have to go through tough winters like when it's hot out like everybody's outside like the energy is amazing everybody's super grateful and just happy that like we have this weather whereas in in California when I was living there like you just walked outside and you're like oh 75 and sunny like that was how it was yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before so it's like it's not the same sort of like appreciation I guess true true I I'll reveal I feel I don't know if I've said this on before I have like not beef with New York but I oh no I think New York is we all know this New York is dirty and smelly and I'm, I'm I like, mean I'm like you're not wrong I'm not wrong I'm not wrong but it definitely no. has it's like reasons to be there and it's like for like occasions and things it is you know it's it is what it is and I feel like a lot of cities have that problem honestly but I do really respect the like I like hate like like I'm coming to like hate the words like hustle and grind but the hustle (laughs) and grind of like New York and Detroit whereas I like totally agree like people in LA I feel like are just they probably just have like more generational wealth honestly it just seems and they're just like way more like chill and relaxed where like in New York like everyone is like always like trying to do stuff and always like trying to like figure out like okay I like did this project or like I worked with this person like okay what's like next and like how can I connect you to this person or like there's a thing here like let's go Um, yeah and I really like do like that mentality but I think I kind of like Detroit because it's like a slower down version of that and it's not as fast Um, yeah Detroit's definitely not as fast paced if you know what like if Detroit had a more efficient like transportation system I may have like stayed out there longer honestly but the fact that I mean like it is the quote-unquote motor city and like you know white flight was a thing and so that's why i think everything's so spread out between like detroit city like the actual city of detroit Mm -hmm. and the suburbs but i think with new york like what i like about it is is just everything it takes a long time to get to places because like you know something could be two miles away and it could take you 40 minutes to get there but everything is pretty close to each other so that i really do like and like each neighborhood has its own culture and its own environment and so, you know, I, I really do appreciate that aspect of it a lot. Like, I love, it's just so many cultures. And, like, I, I, I'm Middle Eastern, right? like, I'm Iranian. And so I, I grew up appreci- having, like, a strong appreciation for, like, members of, like, the diaspora of a certain place to, like, really preserve their culture. And I feel like people do a really good job, job of that here. Oh, that makes me really happy. And I love seeing, like, stuff like that, too. Um, I do, like, I do appreciate that, um... When I do go to LA, I there's a lot of like Hispanic and Latino culture there, um, mm-hmm. so I do enjoy seeing that. Yeah. Um, I have one last question for you before we head into real or fake news, game time, tea time. Yes. 
So, as someone that makes music but also consumes music, I realized that you use Apple Music and not Spotify. <laughs> Can you quickly explain <laughs> that? <laughs> Just calls funny. you out. I'm like, <laughs> like, I would love to know. And like, as someone that, you know, you write about music too, you know, like what, yeah, what, what draws you to Apple Music? Why is it in your, um, the superior platform to you? <laughs> I'm like so scared because I like Headline, don't want to shit. I don't want to shit hate talk. Spotify. <laughs> Oh my god, I don't want to shit talk, because it's not, it's not really about Spotify so much as it is, like, okay, so I have a theory that, I have so many theories, here's another theory, this should just be called Nina and her theories, I have another theory that people who don't know what they want to listen to go to Spotify, Mm. and people who do know what they want to listen to go to Apple Music, and I don't mean that in any type of way, like, there are people who, like, are all about new music discovery and they're all about like finding new things to listen to and discovering things and Spotify is an incredible tool for that but I'm not that person like (laughs) like I kind of know who I want to listen to and what I want to listen to and because I'm so like entrenched in the industry both on the writing side and on the music making side like people will tell me what's hot and what's new and what's popping and like what I should be looking out for so like I don't necessarily need those tools as much and so that's part of the reason why i'm i'm on apple music rather than on spotify also i just like the the thing about spotify that i think is better i will say is that spotify shows you credits like Mm, you for everything like you can see like who are the producers who are the writers like whatever whatever so i think i definitely think spotify is more artist friendly and spotify allows you to be discovered by fans and i think it's it's formulated and it's sort of like built to be able to help you do that as an artist so i definitely think like if you're an artist at this current moment spotify is way more your friend than apple music is um but i actually do use both to a degree i listen i stream on apple and i i will say that like apple doesn't show stream count which i think is like a good thing in some ways um, because it, like, it doesn't make it as much of a, like, popularity contest, but then you could always just go to Spotify and look at the person's plays, so it's really, like, doesn't make a difference unless everybody collectively stops showing streams, um, but I do for work and for, like, my own personal music stuff, like, I definitely do sort of, like, gravitate towards Spotify more for those reasons. That actually was, like, a really well put together answer. <laughs> Um, and that, Thank like, you. It's not the first time. It's so, not my. It's okay. not my first time having this conversation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, because I definitely. Yeah. Spotify is way. And I feel like the reason I also like gravitated to it more because I think their interface even is more like user friendly and like looks. I like it more than the way like the iTunes like looks. And I feel like that definitely is not like, the iTunes. The iTunes bringing out iTunes like <laughs> iTunes still not exists. The That's iTunes. how you know I don't use Apple Music. I just call it iTunes. Oh, uh, what a so blast funny. from the past. <laughs> <laughs> and not only was it you, you didn't even say iTunes. You said the iTunes. <laughs> Like it was. I sound like a boomer. The iTunes. The iTunes. You know, you can search you the Google. The you the can Google. search the Google for. This. Did you ever search the Google for the iTunes? Just search music. That's how I find new music. Literally. I just Literally. type music on into the Google. Google. 
on the YouTube. Okay, that was great. So in conclusion, what I got from that is if you're an artist and you want to discover more artists, Spotify is the way to go. And if you're a pro like Nina, you know what you like. You know what you want to listen to. I know what to. I want. You don't want anyone to suggest anything to you. You don't want to share the ox with Spotify. So if to- you're, yeah, if you're close-minded... <laughs> Essentially is what I said. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready for the best game show in all of podcasting? Oh my god, I I, I guess so. I must be. But before we get into that, let's hear a word from our first sponsor. Do you need investigative media sources that are based on the principles of putting people first, being anti-imperialist and planet positive? Do you need to do the research but don't have the time or passion to dive deep into governmental papers and corporate agendas? We have been drastically set back by the curriculums of K-12 education, media propaganda, symbolic collection, secret intelligence activities, and the narratives backing the U.S. empire as the greatest country on earth. The efforts to bring to light the reality of this elitist cabal and what we as people of this planet should be working to do has many reporting, investigating, and experimenting. Join the small but strong group of individuals who are getting re-educated with Freak Education at Freakscape.org. Subscribing is free and will provide you with a bi-weekly account of people-first, anti-imperialist, and planet-positive materials. PDFs and audible readings, podcasts, videos, artists, activists, highlights, activities, and more will find their way into your inbox. Freak education is re-education. The future is ours. Find them at freakscape.org. That's F-R-E-A-K-S-C-A-P.org. And now to some real or fake news. So... If you haven't, if you have, if you're not familiar, or if for the listeners, if you haven't watched this podcast or listened to this podcast before, the way real or fake news works is that I will be reading three headlines out to our guest Nina today, and you will have to guess whether these statements are real or fake. And now, I feel like you have it up your hand because you're a journalist. Oh so. my god, that makes it even scarier because I'm like, what if I don't know? <laughs> I've raised the bar, guys. <laughs> So we'll see how you do. Okay. But I feel like you kind of know the tricks of how, you know, I don't know. You'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Oh. We'll start with a first one that is some of these are entertainment like re- relevant or like like. So I thought that maybe it would be easier, but we'll see. Okay. Real or fake news. iCarly goes from childhood internet sensation to modern day influencer an HBO reboot, real or fake news? That's real. That's how I got you, Nina. This is how the <laughs> fake news gets you. It's a Paramount Plus reboot. I said oh, HBO. Oh my god! <laughs> it's that little. I like. I was. <laughs> Damn. It can be anything. Oh, they are rebooting. Oh my god. It's they, Paramount. It's Paramount. Paramount Plus has picked it up. Not. What the um, hell is Paramount Plus? It's a new streaming service by Paramount. Oh my dear God. So yeah, there's the the Poor war Netflix. of streaming services has begun. Citizens, this is ridiculous. This pick is honestly your sides ridiculous. wisely. You're gonna we're gonna be spending a lot of money. Think about what oh matters to you. I'm literally looking at my memberships. Like I wrote them on a whiteboard, and I'm looking at the whiteboard, and it's like it's- I had to cut some out. 
But right now I have Adobe, Otter, Splice, Tidal, Apple, my vitamins, Disney, and then HBO Max and Netflix. But I mooch off my parents for that one. Yeah, I was going to say, you got you to gotta ask your parents to step up with the Disney or maybe even I one know. more. Like, I'm paying for the Disney. Like, yeah, you I'm shouldn't be paying thing. for that. I don't know. I should be. You're right. You're you should. So yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, uh, why are you paying for the Disney? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, maybe we okay. can. Yeah, you should hit up your parents. <laughs> I definitely will. <laughs> All right. Next one. Real or fake news? NFT fashion is coming. Clothes that don't exist in IRL but are worth big money in the metaverse. Wait, Real or fake news? Time. Wait, say it one, wait, wait, read it for me one more time. NFT fashion is here. Clothes that don't exist IRL but are worth up to two or one was sold for $129 billion in the internet sphere. So basically, NFT clothing, clothing like lines that you can't wear. Wait, and something sold for one hundred and twenty-nine billion? billion. Or let me see. See now, now you're asking too many questions. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, I'll just answer. I think that's true because people with lots of money just don't know how to act. Facts. This one is true. Ooh. Um. Okay. There's like a new article in Bloomberg. I'll send it to you, actually. It's like, like clothes that shit. don't exist but are worth big money in, like, the metaverse. And basically, I'm, like, I'm comparing things to, like, buying clothes for your Sims. But this is, like, buying clothes for you that you can't you wear. You can't wear them. That's what I'm saying. That's ridiculous. Um, which is, like, another reason that... But also, I've heard that NFTs oh um, are bad for the environment. So I'm, like, um, they just take up too much, huh? like, space like to because they don't (laughs) uh, yeah so apparently like what i've heard and like i encourage people to do their own like research um but because the like cloud software and like storing like the data and because it doesn't like it doesn't delete it just exists into perpetuity like the like um softwares and computers they like need to store that it uses up so much more like energy than like what we normally like use for the internet so they're like oh not good for the environment as like they keep um, being created, <sighs> but people are still they're like a big fad right now. I just literally do not I right just cannot with that. It's like why and it's like cannot. why would you spend so much money on something that you also like can't like wear and can't use? So many questions. There are so many questions that I have. So but many. but then I'm just like okay yeah just like launder your money whatever way makes sense have fun <laughs> <laughs> this isn't this isn't this, these problems well, are beyond me <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely all right so we're you you're you, if you get one more right I'll declare you a winner for getting two out of three. Oh my god okay real or fake news Nicolas Cage is looking for his kidnapped pig in the trailer for a new movie a thriller called Pig (laughs) okay I want to say that I've seen something about this pig 
thing. Like, I feel like I've seen, like, a pig movie. So I'm gonna say it's real. I don't know if it's a thriller, though. But I feel like there's a pig. So, okay, I, I, I say it's facts. It's facts! You've won! Oh! Yay! So there is a revenge thriller that's coming out that's about Nicolas Cage recovering his beloved truffle pig. You know those pigs that, like, they have to, like, hunt for, like, the truffles because they're, like, um, they're in nature? You know what I'm talking about? They used oh to make, God, like, truffle yeah, oil yeah. and truffle, like, yes, stuff? Yes, yes. So apparently someone steals his, like, pig or something, and oh, it's a thriller where he's God. trying to find this pig. And this is, like, this, the most ridiculous, like, one of the most ridiculous, no, like, Nicolas Cage, insane. like, plots, like, I've heard. But... The fact oh, that, that he nuts. he like has like a career that like continues and like he keeps finding these great projects just like allows me to like keep believing in myself and the, like power <laughs> the power of creatives and like I'm like you like, just have to really like once you get to a certain point like you're Gucci you can exactly, really do whatever the fuck exactly I'm like where are people <laughs> approaching me for pig projects like <laughs> literally. Literally, that is absolutely crazy. Like one day we'll be getting these types of like calls, and we'll and be imagine how being like the meeting him? for this pig project. <laughs> I just want to know how much he got paid to do this. Like mm. for him to be like, yeah, I'm gonna be in this movie about this pig. Like he must have got a bag. And that's that's why okay we need to like think about acting. That's something we all need. <laughs> we start taking acting lessons, right? Because oh big money God. in acting. Man, I was a lead in, in Into the Woods in high school, so they need to, they need to, they need to run you your, <laughs> run you those royalties. My, um. Period. Off of, off of that um that theater competition I was in <laughs> in high school. Wow. Yeah. So you've always been theatric then. Wow. It's always been in you. Yeah. Yeah. I've. I mean, I've always just like any opportunity I had to sing, I took. So like. To me, you know, a musical, it's mm -hmm. your acting, but you can sing in it. So I was like, yeah, I'm down. True. And that's, okay. That is like a hidden, like, golden, like, nugget for whoever was listening. That was beautiful. Because, yeah, every opportunity or anything <laughs> that, like, kind of aligns with what you want to do, if you, like, have, like, it. the bandwidth and you can do it, do it. Because it will help mm -hmm. you. And, oh, wait, I saw... Um, one of my friends that is like a really great like photographer in LA, she was like PAing on a set, and someone was like, "Why are you PAing?" After they like um, showed them their Instagram, like you should just like wait till you get like your next campaign. And it's like, wow, like some people like one need like the hours and like need to like also like keep working, but also some people appreciate like paing and just like connecting yeah. with like other people's like crews and like the connections like that it, you build it can yeah it can be such an ego thing i right. think because like you know i think it's a matter of, of believing that like you're above something or something is True. beneath you like nobody's trying like nobody's forcing this person to pa like they're making that decision on their own and if they think that it's going to contribute to their understanding or their growth or their profession or whatever, then like that's their call, you know? And if, if they want to do that, then good for them. Like there's nothing wrong with doing that. I don't think it makes you any less of a, of a photographer or creative or whatever. Right. Like I know plenty of, I personally know pr plenty of incredible photographers that like go 
intake jobs, you know, as assistants or as this or as that, like, you know, not not being the main photographer in these shoots, but they, like you said, like, they network and make these really insane connections through doing it. Exactly. And, like, Nick Cage didn't turn down the pig project, you know? Mm-mm. He so not. he's not he was like i'll hear about it i'll read the script and i feel oh, like yeah. having that kind of like energy and like being receptive and like open to things you don't know what you're gonna get out of it um yeah so I you think, really don't especially as a creative that's something to like there is like um like paying your dues or whatever which like i mm-hmm. like exists but also like you get a lot out of like listening and learning from other people so don't um don't think you're like too good to like learn from someone. Never exactly. Never 100%. think that. Um, yeah. Okay, that brings us to one of my favorite parts of this podcast: <laughs> Internet Crush of the Week. Have you had time to think about someone, or shall I go first? Okay. I like when I think of my internet crush. It's just like one person, but I'm trying to think of like not a mega famous person who's. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. You go first. And then I'm ready. I'll be ready. Okay. I always do this where I had someone. Oh, here we go. No, I have someone. <laughs> <laughs> My internet crush of the week. And let me make sure. Do you know, Um, I think I'm saying this right, Ahaya Simone, the harpist and, like, filmmaker here in Detroit? No, no. Put um, me on. I'll put you on right now. Um, She's a harpist, which I think is, like, beautiful. But she was in, like, this Black um, Futures book that I didn't even realize um, she was in, but a friend recommended to me. Um, But she's out here in Detroit. But now I've, like, now that I've, like, seen her online and realized um, that we, like, know so many, like, similar people, I'm like, why haven't, didn't I know you existed, like, earlier? Um, But she just seems incredibly, like careful with like her work and what she like does she was Mm. like in this like showcase like for dazed and she's like she was a part of like this black femmes um like futures event that i think is happening Mm. um this weekend especially with like different like instruments it can get like really difficult to get into and have access to play so like hearing that someone like here in like Detroit was like pursuing that was like really inspirational like to me yeah Um, and just like reminds me that it's like if you want to like pursue something or like find something you can figure it out and I -hmm. think her work is just like really beautiful Um, but her at is at a-h-y-a-s-i-m-o-n-e Ahaya Simone and I definitely recommend people check her out Uh, and see what she's up to there's like some beautiful pictures of her and her harp um and yeah we're supporting black femme musicians always always supporting femme musicians okay wait so does it have to be somebody i don't know is that why they're my crush it can be someone oh it can can be be somebody i do know okay so my i'll just because i mentioned it my forever internet crush is El Conejo Malo, Bad Bunny. So that is just a forever thing. So anytime anybody asks me that question, you can know that it's my number one answer. But my other internet crush that I want to like spotlight is my girl Narlin. So Narlin is an incredible creative like 
multifaceted woman who basically does everything. She does creative direction. She does marketing. She does fashion design. She sings. She dances. She does podcasts. She literally does apps, like literally everything. And she does everything insanely well. Like if there's one person who uses their 24 hours in a way that's like unprecedented, it's her. I feel like she actually like secretly gets like 48 hours in a day and the rest of us get 24 <laughs> because of how much she accomplishes. I love that. Um, but she just started uh, her clothing line parallels and their pieces are bomb. And she is, um, so her at on Instagram is at Narlin. So N-A-R-L-Y-N and then Venice. So, but it's just V-N-C-E. There's no like ear I, but she's sick and I think she deserves like all the love and attention and praise. Yes, I love that. No, I love people where it's like, oh, you get more like done in a day than like other people do in a month. And how are you doing mm-hmm. that? Um, and like, I love those people because I feel like both of us are also like those people. Um, yeah. And you really yeah. do have to like let those people in your life, including you, including me right now, that they're like very yeah. valued and like their work like go it doesn't go without being noticed because it, it yeah. takes a lot of work to even just do like one project so like the fact oh that you're able to like yeah. balance like so many um is incredible so i'm glad we're able to shout her out yes. and bad bunny um because and bad bunny. <laughs> bad bunny he also does everything like he literally like he produces he songwrites for other artists like he's he's such a creative king like i just love him oh i love that um <laughs> The last note I'll leave I'll leave us with before we go into like the logout section just reminded me I had like this really like great um, talk with like some like older like people but more like institutional like that are in like schools but they were just mm-hmm. talking about which reminds me of like what we were talking what we were saying that these institutions and like the music industries and all industries like they win the second that we burn out or that we stop doing it um, mm-hmm. yeah. and we just have to our like strength is the fact that we're we need to make sure that we don't do that and that we prioritize rest or get help where we can because the second that we do burn out that's when they win and that's like what they what they hope for so yeah when you are doing so many things make sure you are making time for yourself and that you're not burning Mm -hmm. out because our work is very important and yeah. not only like to us but and not to, to, to feel guilty yeah like, not to feel guilty when you take time for yourself like that's a big challenge that I have like any time that I want to like indulge and rest I feel like oh, I shouldn't be doing this like I should be doing you know rollout stuff or release stuff or work stuff or like whatever mm-hmm. and, and I just have to constantly tell myself like no like it is okay for you to 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 watch half of a Harry Potter movie like it's fine <laughs> right and it's like doing that and doing that and allowing yourself to rest you're going to be able to like work actually like work harder and think like clearly later yeah exactly so those things very much go hand in hand but congrats 100%. to congrats to us and our internet crushes for being so dynamic and doing so yes. much um please don't forget to rest and appreciate um all the work that you do for yourself and for others mm-hmm Absolutely. Well, Nina, this has been beautiful. Do you yes. want to log out and let the internet friends know where they can find you, where they can yes. stalk you, where you'd like to be found, and any last-minute thoughts you might have or want them to know? Yeah, I definitely would love to be in touch with everybody who's listening. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Nina Rowe. 
Um, do you like link stuff under the podcast? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, do I I'll, spell this out? Okay. I'll link it. <laughs> um, and also, if you're interested in like keeping up with my writing, that's more on my Twitter. Um, so yeah, definitely. Trust is coming out on June 22nd, and it's gonna be amazing, and it's gonna be your summer soundtrack. So you better get on it. <laughs> Um, like preemptively create a new playlist called summer 2021 yes. make that's the first song there you go cheat code that's the one that's the only song you need <laughs> or is it like what did justin bieber say to make a playlist and put a bunch of that song and just stream that song do we remember that we'll pretend like oh that my god <laughs> that i do remember that and literally was it the yum the, it was the with yummy, yummy. it was with yummy i was so okay when all that was so happening i was like cackling because roddy rich was shitting on everyone and i was like yes, yes. it was beautiful it was a beautiful <laughs> moment in time it was like last Selena gomez was like yeah. losing, like they were all like what the fuck and they, were, I was so they happy. were all panicking and they were like we need our streams please if literally. you have a free second stream this song stream no he, weren't they saying like go to sleep and just like yes. leave it on repeat yes. yeah it was like some wild oh stuff it's like you guys are getting desperate like, and the whole world is like bitch don't wear no shoes in my house literally <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful moment in time oh uh, roddy um, rich should have made those rugs they should have made bitch don't wear no shoes in my house rugs they uh, i be- i like, believe welcome rugs <laughs> i believe in the power of the internet i'm sure they exist I know, but I feel like if they did it as a part of their marketing Rich. campaign, that could have been so fire. True. True. Well, if Roddy Rich needs some marketing consulting, I'm here. <laughs> Roddy Rich, hit up Nina. She clearly yeah. has ideas for you and your brand. <laughs> She's clearly well-versed, also. I have a lot of ideas. Uh, I love that. Okay, I won't take up any more of your time. We have, we both have like a... It's been a pleasure. It's been, it's definitely been a pleasure. I've loved connecting with you more and having this time to talk with you. I loved having like these moments of like oral history and the fact that these will be able to like exist and whenever people are ready to or want to, they're allowed to listen to this and kind of connect with us in a different way. So thank you for sharing this with me. Yeah, I'm excited. You. I'm excited for the rollout of this song. Excited to like see how people interact with it, and I- I'm I'm excited to open up my Spotify and be able to play it in my car. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, and I I'm like the cover art looks amazing. Everything just looks amazing, and I'm just psyched. Yay! Well, I'll let you go. Um, bye, internet friends. Thank you for joining us. I think what I normally say is. You don't have to go back offline, but this podcast is ending, so you're going to have to find something else to entertain yourself. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, we can't stay on here forever. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye, Nina. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.